Hello, you're listening to Daniel Ball Wrestling. It's been a while, on it, for Pinnock. This is like the first show that I have done, well, I don't know, since Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing, which was like, what, six weeks ago, and a lot, a lot has happened since then. We dared to dream, but as I said on Twitter, the dream came crashing down to earth on Sunday night. Um, which we'll get into in a minute, but yeah, welcome everyone, um, yeah, so, sorry, I've had my six weeks holiday, if teachers can have six weeks holiday, why can't podcasters, um, no, but yeah, so basically, um, we, I did the Double or Nothing podcast, and I thought, you know what, the Euros are starting, which is football, football, yeah, not soccer, football to any of our US listeners, um, which is like a big football competition over in Europe, and do you know what? I'd watched that Double or Nothing show and I thought there's a month to go. A month to go with wrestling in front of no fans. And I just don't want any part of it. Do you know what I mean? I'd been long... I'd been, I'd be honest with you, some of the podcasts that I was doing towards the end of this whole pandemic era of wrestling were pretty much... I didn't want to do them. I didn't really want to watch some of the shows. Raw and SmackDown particularly was becoming a chore. Even AEW, as good as it was in points during the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? I think even... I think after the few weeks after Revolution were good, and then after after that, it just got I don't know. I was those Saturday night. I mean, I'm glad that I did take um, June off because of those Saturday night, Friday night dynamites were just boring. You could tell that they were just not really even trying. Um, but yeah, so basically, this I'm just going to talk about on this show, Fight Fest Night One. Um, talk about where we're going forward um, and the plan. So yeah, as you can tell, I'm not actually just normally used to looking at my beautiful face. But unfortunately for you, you don't actually have that today as well. I'm going to be honest. Basically, so about just over a year ago, I moved into um, a flat. Yeah, and this flat, it was fine for the first place of moving out of my family's year. But it's not the greatest flat. Do you know what I mean? I think anyone who's been here will tell you that it's um, above a takeaway. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, it's absolutely boiling. So to record this podcast, I hope you appreciate this. Above a takeaway, yeah? It's about 25 degrees in Preston right now, which is pretty hot. Probably as hot as it gets for us. And above a takeaway, it is absolutely roasting, especially in a flat as small as this. So I've had to turn my fan off. My fan has been turned off to record this podcast. But yeah, um, basically, to cut a long story short, I am moving into a much nicer flat um, at the end of next week, it's going to make, basically people don't know this, opening the curtains, whatever, yeah, every time I record a podcast, I have to move the table from one side of this small room to the other side of this small room, everything's just on top of each other, it's an absolute nightmare, there's no space at all, so yeah, it doesn't make podcasting any fun, as much as you have my nice beautiful background of all those wrestling posters behind, so yeah, soon as I'm moving to this new flat, the plan is I'm going to get a new camera, because the camera on this MacBook is just not great, I'm going to get a new camera, um, and yeah, new setup, new table, so yeah, it's going to be much easier to do video pods, probably have that, I'm moving next Friday, um, so while that's eight days from now, give me a week to get that sorted and by, by the start of the podcast at the start of August I should have that sorted, I'm fucking excited to move, I tell you that, but the Euros, yeah, so oh, it was disgusting, so as a football fan, England, I'm what, 30, 30, the closest we've ever come to winning a major tournament was a semi-final, that was three years ago and obviously in 1996, and we lost. But this time it felt different. It felt different. We beat the Germans. England 2, Germany 0. We smashed Ukraine in the quarterfinals 4 0. 
We beat Denmark in extra time. We won a semi-final. And for the first time in 55 years, England were in the final of a major tournament. We got to the final. We went 1-0 up in the final. There were scenes in the Golden Crosses. Luke Shaw nestled one into the bottom corner. And then we proceeded to sit back on our lead. And we lasted until the 66th minute when... I think Benucci was it who equalised and Italy, Italy, Italy equalised. And we went all the way to penalties and we missed three penalties in the shootout. I think they missed two and we lost on penalties. Absolutely heartbreaking. I'm not one of these sports fans. I know in the US you have your, yeah, this is my team. In the UK they have, yeah, I support Man United, yes, but Liverpool... I'm a fucking big football fan, yeah, so I'm going to be honest with you. Monday, I just turned my phone off, didn't speak to anyone. Monday, Tuesday, people were wondering what had happened to me. I was in a deep state of depression. I'm still not over it now. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have to binge some shows on Netflix and watch as much wrestling as possible. I don't even want to watch football or imagine anything to do with football. Should I text off Neil? Is Christian versus Matt Hardy just a shit WWE match? Well, we're going to talk about that on the podcast. In a minute, just two seconds, let me send him a voice clip. No, Neil, it was good, actually. So, yeah, despite what I've seen a few people think. But, yeah, so anyway, just cut me off, yeah. So, yeah, I was devastated. I still am. It's going to take some getting over. I don't want to hear about football. I don't want to hear about anything that took place before the match, after the match for a while. So, I thought I'd get that off my chest. But we lost in the final, yeah. We did absolutely fantastic. In a few weeks, we'll look back and be like, yeah, that was great. That was great. It was a great, great month. I went out for every game, got smashed for every game. I had a great time with my friends. The scenes, I think I posted some of the reactions. You will not get the reactions to some of those England goals that have gone the Twitter feed at Daniel Ball Pod, yeah. You will see some of those. You don't get those scenes in any other sport, yeah. As much as I love wrestling, the emotion the emotion when England scored that equaliser against Denmark. The emotion when we took the lead against Italy. It cannot be replicated. And I feel sorry for people who don't have a passion as big as we do towards a sport. But the one thing is, I was saying this to my mum. At least with wrestling, it doesn't leave me depressed for a week. It doesn't leave me devastated. It doesn't leave me not wanting to get out of my bed. Well, maybe. But you know what I'm saying. So yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what as well, I'm quite lucky. Everyone else seems to have been struck down with COVID, except me. But yeah, a lot of people have been going out with seem to be seems to be rife in the Preston area at the moment. But yeah, anyway, I'm double vaccinated, so maybe that has something to do. But yeah, well done, England. We were glorious losers once again. Um, but yeah, I suppose we're just going to talk. So basically, that's the future. I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm, if you thought, why has he not done a show in six weeks? Yeah, I am still going to be doing shows. Um, some things to update you on. We have booked our hotel for WrestleMania next year in Dallas. Touch wood, we will be able to go there. Um, I think we're also going double or nothing in Vegas in May. Doesn't like we're going Wrestle Kingdom because New Japan has been absolutely... Well, they've had some great matches this year, haven't they? But the product just doesn't have the interest that it did before. Hopefully, they sort that out when they get rid of these fucking annoying clap fans. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything I pretty much wanted to touch on, except for Fight Fest. Um, as I say, I will be doing um, a podcast talking about money in the bank on Monday. That will, once again, just be audio. Probably put the video on YouTube with just like a banner or something. But yeah, I'll be hoping to have the video podcast back up and running once I move out of this boiling hot flat and into my nice new flat um 
But yeah, so let's get into Fighter Fest. How great is it to have these fans back in the building? It is seriously... Ugh, that show last night, I mean, I, I did... Don't get me wrong, I've always said I haven't watched any wrestling since Double or Nothing, really. I did watch um, the Miami show. I did watch Jungle Boy against Kenny Omega. Um, thought the Miami show was good, but it wasn't. It was nothing compared to this show. It was just... This was a great, great show. It felt like a pay-per-view... Um, it was just great. There was no, like, classic matches, but she had a big feel. There was, like, what, maybe 5,000 in this arena. I tell you what I was thinking about. I am surprised that, like, WWE allowed AEW to get the jump. Do you know what I mean? Like, now we're sort of... We're not used to fans being back because it's only been, like, a week, but do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem completely alien, whereas, like, SmackDown tomorrow... You know, do you know what I mean? I've been, I'm glad to see the back of the thunder now, but yeah, I've seen wrestling shows, I've seen three AEW shows now, with fans back in, I know WWE had Wrestlemania, but yeah, that is surprising, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Smackdown tomorrow, I'm not going to hold my breath, but hopefully it's good, let's give them a fresh start, but yeah, I won't be holding my breath, but AEW, this is all about AEW tonight, and well, the show opens up with John Moxley, Fresh with his new haircut, fresh for the Moxley. Moxley, congratulations to Moxley and his wife, Renee, who had a child about just over a month ago or something. Um, Moxley, with his new haircut, defended the IWGP US title against Carl Anderson. It, do you know what I mean? It was a good match. It only went about eight, nine minutes. Um, it was a nice opener. Obviously, Carl Anderson is pretty much a tag team wrestler in AEW, so... It is hard when you're not used to seeing someone. I don't mean I'm not used to any of his moves or anything in a singles capacity. But yeah, they had a decent little match. Moxley gave him quite a lot of the match, actually. Anderson did take a lot of this match. Um, but Moxley wins with a paradigm shift. I think I went about three stars on this match. Oh my God, by the way, I am sweating. I hope you all appreciate the pain I'm going through to give you this audio. Um, after the match, we had Archer backstage. He challenges John Moxley for night two of Fighter Fest to a Texas death match. The two out of Texas death match, if you remember, all the way back at Wrestle Kingdom prior to the pandemic. Um, yeah, that was a good match, and yeah, makes all the sense in the world to do it again. Now, next, and this is one of the key points of the night for me, it was Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. They was like, suppose they'd been building this as what a friendly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, teammates sometimes need a fight to get it out of them. But one thing that, I wouldn't say it completely shot me, but it did take me a little bit by surprise here. Ricky Starks was over as hell. Ricky chances he's coming to the ring. There's like a few boos for Brian Cage, but that was mainly because they just this crowd just love Ricky Starks. I thought, is he from Texas or something? But he was so over this crowd, probably 80-20 in Starks' favour, and this is what I'm saying, so like, it's all well and good podcasters, people on Twitter, like myself, saying, oh, such a body's melt, I've heard Melt's cancer saying, oh, he gets over, he, I've heard him say numerous times in the pandemic, oh, he, he, he's got himself over, and I'm thinking, well, we don't actually know who's got themselves over, like, nobody would have thought Ricky Starks had got themselves completely over, but probably got pop of the night, yeah, this was surprising. I mean, I've heard certain people, you say this guy can be a star. I've heard comparisons to The Rock, maybe not that far, but hey, he got the pop of the night for me. And yeah, this is, like I said, this is what you miss. This is what you miss with not having crowds because you just don't know. And Ricky Starks over as crazy. I was thinking they probably got Brian Cage to win this match. Call an audible. Well, maybe they did call an audible, maybe they had it planned all along, but. As I say, the match was great. Ricky starts top rope powerbomb to Brian Cage, which was incredible. Um, and then we had a weird spot where Hobbs wouldn't let Starks use the belt to cheat. 
Yeah. Cage hits his F10. Great kick out. I thought it was over. Crowd are going crazy that starts kicks out from the F10. And then Hook distracts the ref and Hobbs nails Cage with the belt. So I was confused as why he wouldn't let Starks do it. Maybe he wanted to do himself. I didn't think that really made sense. But yeah, Ricky Starks, new FTW champion. Great match. I gave it three and a half. I just thought, just, I don't know, the moment I maybe got carried away. The match quality wasn't like that. But everything that surrounded the match, the atmosphere was great. Definitely rewatchable. Looks like we're going to be getting Hobbs and Cage going forward. And looks like Ricky Starks is going to be the face of Team Taz. So yeah, this was great. And it just shows, doesn't it? Ricky Starks, over. Um, next, Cody calls out Tommy End or Malachi Black, who debuted last week. Um, and yeah, the, he comes on the screen and he's doing his usual mumbling like he would in WWE. His promo on the screen. I thought if this was WWE, he'd just go off the screen and that'd be it. The crowd would be disappointed. But not in AEW. The lights go out. Tommy End is in the ring. They have a pull apart. Crowd are going crazy. And yeah, Crowd, crowd, this was a fucking great crowd. I put, I think I put this on, on my Twitter before. Great crowd, and yet it looks like we're getting Cody versus Tommy End. Maybe they'll do it at Fight for the Fallen. Maybe save it for, can they drag it out till All Out, though? We're like six weeks away from All Out. They probably can. Uh, maybe save that match for All Out, as it is quite a big, big match on paper. Now, next we get an absolutely fantastic segment. Hangman Page comes out over as hell. And yeah, it was just it was just great because I thought that he was going to drag out Hangman Page thinking that he was good enough to challenge Kenny Omega. I thought it was going to take the crowd convincing him and the Dark Order convincing him for weeks. But no, he just comes out and he's like, yeah, I want Kenny. I want Kenny for the title. And as I said, I thought they'd drag it out for weeks. But what did I know? Because this was great. The elite come out. The books are just dressed like dicks. Kenny's dressed like a dick. Um, it's just great. And it Don Callis getting monster heat. And um, we get Matt Jackson who's saying he can smell alcohol on Hangman's breath. He's going to be wrestling's next big tragedy. Hangman Page drops him. And yeah, it's just obviously all the history that goes on with Hangman and the Elite. It was just great. See, we had Omega waiting to nail Page with a belt. And who would make the save but the Dark Order? They make the save to a huge part. They go back and forth on the mic. And then, so Kenny's saying, look, we, we, you want to fight tonight? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we're going to have... It's going to be the Elite versus the Dark Order in an elimination match. And if you win, you can have the belt, but you can have the title match. But if you lose, you must go home. And I thought, they're doing this tonight? I don't know if it was just me. Do you know what I mean? I've not read anything on Twitter as much as yet about the show. But they made it out as if the match was going to be later on tonight. And then never touched on it again. So maybe maybe that was just me. But yeah, this promo, honestly, I can't do it. Just, it was just a reminder of how good wrestling can be. The Hangman Page Kenny Omega match looks like it's set to main event all out. You can put the belt on Hangman now, maybe screw him or something some way, and then maybe save it till double or nothing. Like don't like say Hangman wins the belt, then what? Do you know what I mean? I feel like I don't feel like it's Kenny Omega's time to lose the belt just yet. But at the same time, I wouldn't be opposed to Page losing it. Page winning it, sorry, it's two years after his match with Jericho that he lost. At all out, so maybe all out should be the place. The the Sears Center or whatever it's called should be the place he wins it. That would make sense. So yeah, I wouldn't be totally against him doing it, but it doesn't seem like the time for Omega to lose the belt. We've still got in the back of our minds this Omega Abushi match <laughs> that we're counting on. But maybe that doesn't need the belt. But if Hangman wins the badge, don't not quite sure where they go from there. Um but yeah, I'd maybe hold it off, but we will see. Now, as a match as my mate messaged messaged me, Christian versus Matt Hardy. 
Um, I was I used the grapple app, and they this match they had it at two point eight six stars on the grapple, and I was like, I thought this was a really good match. I really did. I thought I don't know. I was just I, I wouldn't say surprised, but you hear people saying, "Oh, Christian's not." Do you know what I mean? Is he suited to AEW? Matt Hardy saying that he's running AEW's not really been great, which I haven't been one of them. What do we know? Because they come out, so both of them get a really good pop. The match itself gets a really good reaction from the crowd. Um, I think Excalibur, someone says an interesting stat. These two have had 200 matches, combinations together, which is absolutely crazy. But yeah, I thought this match was really good. Two great professional workers. Um, very smooth. Christian, I tell you what, he can still go. I want to see Christian versus Kenny Me at some point. Um, but yeah, Christian kicks out of a twist of fate. Um, Hardy chokes him out on the outside. Great near near 10 count. It reminded me a bit of the New Japan near 20 counts that you get. Christian comes back into it. looks like Matt Hardy like, calls the finish there and then uh, hits the kill switch. And yeah, Christian wins over Matt Hardy. And it was a really good match. I really enjoyed this match. I went three and a half on it. I thought it was really good. It took me by surprise. I don't know if I'm just excited that fans are back. But yeah, um, um, Matt Hardy's group, I don't know what they're called, Private Party, and I don't know the name of his group, whatever. They come out for the beatdown. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus make the save. Christian is on Luchasaurus' shoulder. Jungle Boy doesn't really know what to make of that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the Jungle Boy-Christian match, which is going to happen at some point. Christian's going to turn on Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy is not going to be a heel, but maybe I just have them both as faces to start off with. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. I think they should save that, do that match at All Out. We get um, Britt Baker promo, great and simple promo. It was just building up the match with Nyla Rose next week. Britt Baker, yeah, again, so over. Um, Sam, speaking of over, Sammy Guevara in his home state of Texas versus Wheeler Utah. Um, Wheeler Utah looks like he's in like the whole little group. Maybe he's the replacement for Trent, who once again has suffered a... Pretty horrible injury, and he's going to be out for at least nine months by the looks of I think he got, is it spinal stenosis? I think, is that what Edge had? Not looking good there. I've never seen Wheeler Utah before. This was a nice high fly match. Sammy, he's, he's, Sammy's offense has always been suited to being a baby face, but sometimes you need to be a heel to get yourself over as a face. This is the case. Sammy's going to be a star, and it's just... Guevara uses the GTS for the win, which was, yeah, I'm all up for this. But the good thing is, look at the pops that you've had on the show. You've got Sammy Guevara... Brit, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starts, the future of the company all coming out to hu- Hangman Page, all coming out to huge pops. And it just shows the hard work that AEW did during this pandemic, during all the empty arena shows, were for nothing. So it was all well and good. WWE, like, not really doing much for a year, yeah? They might, that might come to fruition when the fans are as into some of, like, their acts. Do you know what I'm saying? Into some of their acts as much as they would have been if they'd have been doing what AEW have been doing, which is putting a lot of effort in this last year. So, yeah, we will see, we'll see. Maybe the crowd will just be that excited about it. They'll cheer for Alexa Bliss and the rest of the rubbish gimmicks that have been going on in WWE, but we will see. Um, Yuka Sakazaki makes a return um, to beat Penelope. This, it was all right. It was fine, nothing to write home about. Does it feel like I'm rushing? Because maybe I am, because I am dripping with sweat. Next week, Fight Fest Night 2, Jericho versus Spears, Orange Cassidy versus The Blade, Britt Baker defends the women's title against Nyla Rose. John Moxley defends the IWGP United States title against Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Two. Uh, maybe we'll get this elimination match that never happened. Probably not. Maybe they'll probably do that at fight for the fallen, won't they? Um, main event didn't get much time, did it? Darby Allen, Ethan Page in a coffee match. Nice little twist on the uh, casket match. 
Um, I think they had like 10 minutes, and a lot of it was through a commercial break, but the 10 minutes that they did have was great, really good. We had uh, Ethan Page, is really never never really one who I was that impressed with, but last month or two that I've watched, he's been very, very impressive. Um, we have Scorpio Sky in the coffin. He tries to beat Darby Allen down. Sting makes the save. Scorpio falls on this legs, lands right on his bollocks. That did not look like it was for any fun. Um, during the commercial, we get Darby doing the Jeff Hardy like dive off like the top of the exit, you know, where you walk out of the stadium, out of the arena. It made me laugh that they did that during a commercial. Um, Ethan Page catches him though. Um, crowd are chanting, "Holy shit!" Uh, we get some like the fish hook him in the middle of the ring. We get crazy spot where Ethan Page hits the Eagles Edge, which is sort of like a crucifix from the top rope to the steps. Brutal bump from Darby Allen. Um, and then we get Darby Allen, who, from the top rope, he, like, kicks the skateboard into the back of Ethan Page. Ethan Page falls into the coffin. Darby Allen gets the big win, but that wasn't enough for Darby Allen. Ooh, this this is going to get played over for years and video packages. He climbs to the top rope and does a coffin drop through the coffin to Ethan Page. I bet that hurt. Darby Allen, you are crazy. I was once actually in uh, New Orleans. We was at a progress show. I remember someone got got a bad injury. Darby Allen had to be done it. Guy's crazy, but yeah, this was a really fun match. The last note I've got: the crazy bastard does a coffin drop through the coffin to Page. AEW is class, and yeah, great show, great finish. Loved it. What wrestling fans are back. AEW. I've, I've I said a lot of times on the podcast. I think when fans get back. AEW are really going to kick on because they've done a really good job building stuff throughout the, the year in Daly's place and it's really coming to fruition now. This was a great show. Next week's card, another good card, possibly not as good as this week's, but be interested to see where they go with the Handman Page stuff. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to next week's Dynamite. But it's all about WWE. This is over to WWE now for their weekend. We've got SmackDown tomorrow. Money in the Bank on Sunday. I'll be back to review Money in the Bank probably Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, but yeah, that will be, as I said, another audio-only podcast. You're going to have to wait a few more weeks to see my face. Um, I'm, I'm pretty tanned at the moment, by the way. It's, as I say, it's sunny here. I've been flipping in the sun. I've got a burnt neck at the moment. Um, and yeah, not that you care about that. But yeah, busy week. Moving flats. Smackdown tomorrow. Money in the Bank Sunday. Gotta get over this Euro heartbreak. It was coming home. It was so close to coming home, but hey, we've got Qatar in 18 months. I've got the disappointment of going back to watching Preston North End in four weeks. <sighs> Can't wait. So yeah, that was Fighter Fest Night 1. You're listening to Daniel Ball Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Daniel Ball Pod. Find us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Daniel Ball Wrestling, um, we're, on all, we're on everything, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just search Daniel Ball Wrestling, or just the links are all available on our Twitter, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, YouTube, I don't know what, how many YouTube subscribers I've got at the moment, it's like one, I don't know, what, what I, I don't know, one and a half thousand, something like that, so yeah, keep subscribing, like this episode, and yeah, look out for my money in the bank review. See you all next time, everyone. See you later. I am going for a cold shower because I am sweating like a bitch in a pie shop. See you later.